Tax confident can defeat me. Throwing your laptop at his video game face and watching him crumble into a giant pile of shiny coin tax refunds. Oh, not fair. You use Tax Slayer. Start for free and get your guaranteed maximum refund. Tax Slayer. File fearlessly. Out of bounds on the roar. Who do you play for? Play for the United States of America. It's been 35 long years. Clemson got been waiting 35 years. It's finally coming home, baby. It's coming home. You are looking live at Clemson Memorial Stadium in Clemson, South Carolina, where the game of the weekend is about to unfold. Calma, regresa al backfield. De John Watson, pase, touchdown, touchdown, Clemson, Clemson, por un segundo. Nice work, everyone. Sharp broadcast. Really good. Everyone on the floor as well. Really a lot of hustle. I liked it. How great is this? This, this could be the final play of the college season, perhaps, if Clemson gets a touchdown to win it. If Bama can hold him out, perhaps a field goal attempt for overtime. Watson, touchdown! Hunter Renfro, little man makes another enormous play. And Clemson runs out of the field and celebrates. They come to California and strike gold. And now, William Qualkenbush and Ben Milstead with Out of Bounds on the Roar. Welcome in. Glad to have you with us. We are live on the roar on a Tuesday, January 30th, 2024. Thanks so much for joining us on Out of Bounds. William Quaggenbush, Ben Milstead, live inside the Upcountry Fiber studios. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. A 654 roar if you want to join us on the phones on the Adams Curving text line 657 if you want to get in on the action today, we have a, a very busy show today. Uh, open phones throughout and lots of things we didn't get to yesterday because we were talking about very important stuff yesterday. Uh, we didn't talk about other important stuff like the AFC and NFC championship games, like the teams going to the Super Bowl. Um, I, I've got some college basketball notes to pass along. Um Including, I'm gonna. I feel like every day I need to. Uh, I need to tell you how my wife watches college basketball, because it just it's so interesting to me. Like last night, we're watching uh, Duke and Virginia Tech, and she legitimately said this. She was like, "If Duke's gonna win, is there literally anything else on? Can we watch anything else?" And so we found LSU Mississippi State women's basketball last night. Absolutely riveting game. Be- honestly, better than the men's game. It was better than Duke Virginia Tech last night. Watching LSU lose in basketball, uh, women's basketball in particular, is always a lot of fun. So, how are you today? You good? I'm good. I um, yesterday I kind of like I had this, I had this like bundle of weird energy that we knew was going to come out at some point. Today I'm just free as a bird. Like I had a busy morning. I was I, I logged a bunch of miles on the old uh, economy sedan this morning. 
And uh, and so, like, had two good conversations at the women's basketball office for Women's Sports Hour this week. Looking forward to that. Um, had a couple good conversations about Clemson-Louisville tonight. So, very excited about that and excited to talk about it with you. How are you, sir? How are I, things? I, I am. I mean, I couldn't be better. I don't know. I just couldn't be better. Hey, uh, a quick shout-out and happy birthday to my lovely bride. Yes. Of 30 years. She's just slightly older than 30. I told her, like, if, if I didn't say you were older than 30 and people know we've been married 30 years, they're going to get suspicious. It's good. Something's <laughs> not working. The math is not. It, it, you got to help me out with the math. Yeah. So we got married when she was nine. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, happy birthday to her. Oh, man. Um, yeah. Uh, birthdays are the, the best. Like, um, I, I had this conversation in my house. <clears throat> I had this conversation in my house yesterday um, about uh, there's an episode of New Girl where Jess wants, uh, like, Jess's birthday's coming up and she's dating Nick and Nick is, uh, Nick is a mess as a person. And he thinks he has to, like, he's good to, like, just have a party that night and what happens the rest of the day doesn't matter. And Jess is big on birthdays, and so he's literally like, like they walk up on this like six-year-old birthday party in the park, and Jess thinks it's for her, and starts eating the cake before the six-year-old and their friends get there. Mm-hmm. And Leah's like, I, Leah doesn't make a big deal about her birthday. She just doesn't like anyone to pay attention to her ever at all. Um, but she's like, this is on parents who have elaborate parties with their kids when they're younger, and so when they become adults, they have to have elaborate parties. Where is, like, where are you and uh, Mahaley on the I care deeply about my birthday scale? We are both very low. I hope that we are both very low. <laughs> if not. That's so good. If not, I might not be here tomorrow. That's so good. We're, we're going to find out, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, I, I hope that, I hope that she cares as little about her birthday as I care about mine. <laughs> Fingers crossed, buddy. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Oh. No, I know that to be true. Oh man, I um, I mean, I, like, it is interesting. Like when you uh, when you have a significant other that cares deeply about their birth, like that is one of the most pressurized things. There's a lot of pressure in that. There's a lot of pressure in that. And you, you know, doggone it, I'm not a procrastinator when it comes to Christmas. You know this. I I start that at Halloween. I try not to be with her birthday, and man, every time like Amazon better get their own time today. That's all I gotta say. I don't know. I don't know why I can't work ahead. I think February birthdays are as hard, if not harder, than late December or January birthdays. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's you know January thirtieth. Might as well be February, and you feel like you have more time. You really don't. You really no. don't. And you're still you're still detoxing from Christmas. Having to shop and buy and shop and buy and shop and buy and and set up parties and go to things and all that stuff, then you you have to jump right back into it. I I that is that is pressure. Now I will admit I also I put way too much pressure on myself. I put more pressure on myself than is needed to complete these tasks and do these things. Um, but you got to get that stuff right, man. You got to get that right, especially if there's a if there's a level of expectation. So is this like a 
It was like like a dinner thing. Like like, does she want to go to dinner? Does she just want a couple presents? Does she want the kids home? Like what what do we want there? You know, these are all these are all questions that would be good for me to have answers to. I just don't. <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> we got basketball tonight. Uh, you know that's she knows that. Unfortunately, we will get together at some point in the very near future. Uh, you know, the whole family and daughter, family including son and daughter-in-law, we will all get together. I don't, I really think she could care less if that happens tonight. She's, you know, like she's at a staff meeting slash birthday party for her right now with her coworkers, and she'll enjoy that probably more than having dinner with me. <laughs> I think we did my wife's birthday last year, which is in February, in May. I'm pretty sure it happened in May. Just because it, it like it, it does. The schedule gets in the way and as long as you as long as you celebrate it at some point, you can let the schedule get in the way. Especially when you work in sports. You work in sports, uh you're at the you're at the whim of somebody else's calendar, man. Uh and that's just the way it is. Speaking of that, nine o'clock. Nine o'clock tonight. Can I tell you I feel passionately about this? I feel really, I feel like, like eerily and abundantly passionately that Clemson should have a great, not good, not even good, a great crowd tonight for the Louisville game. Maybe, you know, is late opponent uh, or late night bad opponent. I don't care if the crowd's good or not, quite honestly. I don't understand why anybody is worried about this game. Uh, and I, you know, may come in here tomorrow and have to eat my work. That's fine. Clemson is a top twenty-five caliber team. They are. They, and if they are, they will play like that tonight. They will have a double-digit win, and we will move on. I, there's no need to be shell shocked right they now. They should. They they should do that tonight against yes. Louisville. I, I mean, I, you know. As far as I'm concerned, they're coming in on a two two game winning streak. Sure, they should be feeling. Good. I mean, the, the way they've been playing, they're playing a lot better now than they did two weeks ago, three right. weeks ago. We know that. I mean, they they just beat Duke and Cameron, and beat you know Florida State on the road the weekend before, and they should be. Able, yes, Louisville's playing better than they have been. That's awesome. They're going to lose by double digits tonight. They should. What's the spread on this? Fifteen and a half. Fifteen and a half. That might be a little bit high. That, I'll, I'll double digit. I'm saying double digit win tonight. I, I can uh, I can appreciate that. Honestly, if it was, I don't know why the number fifteen seems really important to me. If it was fourteen and a half, I might lay it. But fifteen and a half, there's no there's no way. I can't do that. I can't oh, so that's how that's how much you've narrowed in. You've zoned in on it. You've honed in on one point. <laughs> one point. I think they could win by 15, but I'm real nervous about 15 16. and a half is ludicrous. <laughs> 14 and a half, though. That sounds about right. Oh, man. This, this is why I say that, okay? This is why I say that. I've said as many times, uh, I've said as many times on the show, the resting posture of Clemson people is grievance. Like, if you were to say, describe the average Clemson fan in one word, my word might be aggrieved. It feels like that's what Clemson fans do, and that is that is how. And I'm going to say we here because I I grew up a Clemson fan and don't know anything else. Uh, that is where we are comfortable, is when we are aggrieved. 
This is a grievance game, folks. This is where you get to support your team through injustice. This is where you get to support your team through a grievance. You have a grievance. Uh, This is where Clemson fans are at their best. There is no louder feeling in a game than when Clemson fans feel like the refs are hosing them. And that's, that's during a game. Tonight is the opportunity to let out all of that negative energy in support of a basketball team that is of the caliber of a top 25 team. Ben is 100% right. I know that because the net tells me so, and Ken Palm tells me so, and even if the AP voters are slow, um, and even if Clemson's schedule is about to more accurately reflect that, uh, the wins and losses are about to more accurately reflect that because it's going to ease up a little bit. This is an opportunity to support a team that just was aggrieved and is aggrieved and to let out that energy on their behalf. Well, see, here's the good thing. Students will be there. In fact, if you polled students, I bet they prefer a 9 o'clock game on a weekday. Oh, I, I, I mean, didn't care. See, that's – I mean, our, our intern's nodding her head. Their night starts about 9 o'clock where, you know, us old people are winding down about 9.45. I'll <laughs> Yeah, the student section will be will be packed. I'm I'm beyond that. I I don't really care about, you know. Obviously, would love a a big crowd. I don't think it's necessary to beat to beat Louisville. Like, it is. I'm not going to blame it on the crowds. What I'm trying to tell it you, it is not necessary. It is not necessary. But I think it has been earned. I do. I do too. I think it has been earned, and it's important. I think it's important for fans to show up for this game, regardless of opponent, to back your guys. Well, I would say this too: whether it's earned or not, you do want to see a watch a fun brand of basketball, and this is a fun brand of basketball. More fun when you win, but still, it's appealing to the eye. It's not a uh, you know a, a defensive slugfest type of team. Um, also that will be exaggerated tonight because Louisville, I mean, Louisville let Virginia get every shot that they wanted. Uh, Virginia can't get the shots they want on the floor by themselves. Um, that team is as offensively challenged as any team that I've seen. That was especially on the road. They got literally any shot they wanted. Clemson will have an abundance of opportunities to basically grab balls off the rack and shoot them in this game. I mean, that's, that's what it's going to feel like if Louisville is plays the way that they've been playing on defense it's gonna be fun i'm i'm excited texture says i bought great tickets for tonight man uh go if you can if at all possible be there tonight because this is this is where clemson starts to really like nail down that resume yeah and it is from a win-loss perspective you have to have this one tonight you need to win this win on saturday as well i mean that Really, no no reason not to win the rest of your home games. Correct. They're so, going to be favored in all of them for sure. They should they should be, yes. Um. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, John Rothstein says himself over the weekend that I'm still I'm still ticked off about about the uh, about the ACC. So we'll we'll discuss that. Although lots of folks have been beating that back with good logic, the tide may be beginning to turn on the two bit ACC nonsense. Um, we also have NFL thoughts from the AFC Championship and the NFC Championship games. 654 Roars, the number if you'd like to join us on the phones or on the Adams Go Roofing text line. Hour one of the program continues right after this. Call the plumber whose name is his number one. Tom Plumber. 
One Tom Plumber will be there in an hour, or they'll discount your bill. In one hour? Yeah. Just dial the number one, then Tom Plumber. That's their name. That's their number. Call the plumber whose name is his number. One Tom Plumber. Finding a dealership alternative just got easier. With three locations in Greenville, Cherrydale, and Anderson, First Class Halt is here to service your Honda, Acura, Lexus, and Toyota. With ASC certified technicians, state-of-the-art equipment, free shuttles, customer rewards program, and a limited lifetime warranty on parts and labor, we stand behind our work. So if you're looking for an independent service shop who treats you like a customer, not a number, look no further than firstclasshalt.com. And while you are there, take advantage of our new customer offer, First Class Halt, your dealership alternative. Do, 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 do. Hey, what you gonna do when you gotta pee? You're gonna call Royal Flush at 238-8800. We've got your porta-potties. We've got your event trailers, too. Call Royal Flush at 864-238-8800 or visit them online at royalflushtoiletrental.com. We'll even pump your septic tank for you. Call Royal Flush because we're the king and queen of clean. So what have you got to do, 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 do? Call Royal Flush. This is Greg Ellie of the Prosperity Group. Are you retiring anytime soon? Are you concerned about the market volatility? What about all the banks that have gone under? Do you realize that now there's over 144 banks that could be having problems? Folks, is your cash safe in the bank? What are your options? Let me show you how we can protect your money, add money to your retirement account, create a pension-like income, and an inflation-friendly increasing income, and we'll help you with tax-free strategies. Call me at 864-989-0176 or go to mymoneyissafe.com. Twin Peaks is the best in the game. Here, the scenic views stick around after the sun sets, and your favorite cocktails keep you company long after overtime. Where else can you unwind with bourbon and late-night bites? Only at Twin Peaks, the number one sports bar. Build your custom leather patch hat from start to finish with a hat flow code. Choose from performance, flat bill, trucker hat, snapback, low-profile, beanie, or straw sun hat. Pick your color combination to patch shape, upload your logo, and add to cart. It's that easy. The best part, no order minimums, quick turnaround, nationwide shipping, great customer service, and affordable pricing. Visit hatflowco.com and start your custom weather patch hat quote today. And follow Hatflow Company on Facebook and Instagram for new product drops and designs. Have you thought about creating an estate plan? Without a will or trust, when you pass, the state will have full control of your assets. If you haven't thought about this, let the Green Law Firm help you plan for your and your family's future. David and his team can create the best plan for you, including wills, trusts, power of attorney, and end-of-life directives. Let the trusted name in estate planning, the Green Law Firm, help give you peace of mind. Call them today at 271-7940 or visit them at greenlaw.legal for your free visit. An ultimate day of relaxation and rejuvenation from Lilia Day Spa in Anderson is the perfect gift for her on Valentine's Day. Year after year, they've been voted Anderson's premier spa, and their staff is ready to treat her mind, body, and spirit in a relaxing and private setting. Choose a sweet treat package or a Be Mine package, a sweetheart or a Cupid's holiday package. Lilia Day Spa can create something special, or a gift certificate is ideal for Valentine's. Anderson's premier day spa, Lilia Day Spa, 116 Benson Street, downtown Anderson. Is your phone plan messing with your savings plan? Don't get stuck paying for things you don't want. With Verizon, you only pay for what you need. And for a limited time, when you bring your own phones to a Verizon store, you'll get an amazing price on your plan. Plus, you'll save on things you actually love, like the Netflix and Max with Ads Bundle. And it's on our award-winning 5G network. Bring your phones to your Verizon store today for an incredible deal. A better plan to save is Verizon. 
Additional terms and conditions apply. Powered by Upcountry Fiber, we are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Providing fiber internet, HDTV, and phone service, Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. What's Quok ranting about? I have no idea what I'm doing, but I know I'm doing it really, really well. Find out weekdays from noon to 3, right here on The Roar, where every day is game day. This is Ben's. Uh, this is Ben's resting emotional state today for the Louisville game. Like I know in that building, this is unintentional, that, but it's so appropriate. It is appropriate because you, like you know, because you know this staff, you know this men's staff. Like they are, they are going to be nervous about this game because it's supposed to be easy. That, honest to God, I think there is a there is an indirect correlation with how difficult an opponent is and how relaxed the coaches get. Let me tell you what, you, you are so right about that. I've been around a lot of coaches in different sports. The thing that a coach hates the most, I'm convinced of this, is to be told, well, this should be an easy opponent. Because they are scared that their players are thinking the same thing. Yes. You're, you're all over it. That's exactly right. Amanda Butler... Uh, Clemson women's basketball played a four and fifteen Wake Forest team, and she did admit that like there's a better opportunity to like play the way we want to play and enforce or whatever. But there is a nervousness when you're now expected to beat a team, um, and the and the other team has good players, mm-hmm. and they, I mean, last year Clemson goes to Louisville and lose it, like, and and see that's the thing too. Because you know what it did to you last year. Now you you lost at their building on reunion day when they're you know like honoring a team that won a national championship that really didn't. You know it was it's a perfect storm <laughs> kind of day. You, see, you lost. It was your fault. Your fault. You lost. It's not it's not the building's fault that they that Louisville won. But you, you know you know the routine. Uh, and you use that as motivation though. Like, see, Louisville derailed you last year, and it, and if if Louisville wins tonight, they're going to derail you again this year. I mean, you let's just call it what it is. You could not have uh, come with a better segue to talk about PhD weight loss. Don't be derailed. Don't be derailed by the stuff that derailed you last time. Uh, that's the thing. Like when you try to do weight loss by yourself, when you try to just do a diet for a few weeks. It's easy because you're only accountable to yourself. So when you don't feel like it, uh, when when you're, you know, like Brad Brownell said, when he said, I have a hard time because during the season, like I eat a lot because I, I feel bad when we lose and when we're nervous. And so I find stuff to eat. And he's like, I don't have as much discipline on that. Like I, I heard him, uh, I think Mark Whiteman posted that video last night. I mean, it, that's so true. That's the human condition, right? That's the human condition. And it helps to have somebody holding you accountable to that because you know what to do. You have the tools. You know the things that you are and aren't supposed to do in terms of uh, what makes you a healthier person. PhD Weight Loss can do that for you. They teach you what you need to learn, and then they help hold you accountable through the weight loss phase, through the maintenance phase. It looks different for everybody. 
For more on this, go to MyPhDWeightLoss.com. That is MyPhDWeightLoss.com. Let's go to the phones now. Jamie joins us next. 654-ROAR is the number. What's up, Jamie? Good afternoon, Paul. Uh, listen, I'm a little bit nervous about this game. Clemson should win, and the line's 15 and a half. They say. I'm going to say they win between six and eight points. And I'm just nervous because I'm scared that the kids are going to play to the opponent instead of to a standard. That kind of that kind of bothers me. And there's going to come a time when Louisville, they got too good a player. They're going to come a time, I hope it's not tonight, that Louisville puts it all together. I'll tell you a quick story. I had a friend of mine that played baseball for the Cincinnati Reds, and he came and managed in our minor league hometown, and this was in 1991. And I, it was a big basketball upset. And I looked at him, I said, are you surprised? He said, no. I said, really? I said, why not? He said, because these are kids. And that's what scares me is these are kids on both sides. Clemson should be fine, but I'm just a little nervous about this game. Look, uh, I would I would tell you that those are fair. Um, I do think Clemson's done a pretty good job of playing to a standard. Uh, I don't think Clemson's got a history of, at least this year, of playing to the level of his competition. I would tell you that Louisville may put it together. I would suggest to you that already happened once. Which, if you it, like Brad Brownell and Jamie, I appreciate the phone call. Thanks very much. Brad Brownell is likely telling his team quite a bit about Miami tonight. Because there is no reason that Louisville should have gone to Miami and won. There's no reason for that. And yet, that's exactly what happened. And if you look at what happened in that game, here's some of the things. And and look, since then, they've lost to NC State, North Carolina, Wake Forest, Duke, and Virginia. And their last three games, they've lost by, excuse me, their last four games, they've lost by 16, 25, 14, and 17. So they're not even super competitive in these games. But they beat Miami by nine at Miami. And here's what happened. They made 10 threes. Uh, they, Miami took 34 threes in the game. They took too many threes. Uh, Miami held them to three offensive rebounds, but they didn't get second chances on their own offensive rebounds. And they turned it over 13 times and only forced 12. That's what happened in that game. Um, Miami actually led the game by nine in the second half, and then Mike James went bonkers. And Brandon Huntley Hatfield got to the basket and had nine rebounds and was able uh, was able to score. I say got to the basket; they threw it into him, and he was able to score. And Curtis Williams had a a, a really good game off the bench. It was like it was a it was a combination of factors that led to sort of that thing that Jamie's concerned about. I will say this: Louisville is not a team that's going to have five of those. Louisville's not going to show up five times and play like they did in the. Uh, in the second half against uh, against Miami. That game at the half, I believe, was 41-37. I think that's right. It was a 41-37 game. And like I said, Miami kind of extended the lead in and Louisville kind of rushed past them at the end. I just don't think Clemson is going to set a game up like that. It's not a team that's played lackadaisical. It's not a team that's been more inertia than gravity the way that I see it that's just sort of operated in the space it's a team that's played with conviction, particularly against overmatched opponents, to me. Um, I go back to the Queens game and the, the Radford game. They imposed about Radford's good. Radford's a quality team. Clemson imposed their will on Radford. Clemson took advantage. I don't think Clemson played to the, quote-unquote, played to the level of Boston College. I think they played well against Boston College. I think they played well against Florida State. They have dictated a lot of games this year 
to the teams that they're supposed to dictate to. So I'm, I'm not as worried about that in this particular game. This is an informed texter on, on the Adamson co-roofing text line who says, Quok, please don't pick Clemson to win today. <laughs> you have jinxed us the last four times. Uh, listen, I'm, I'm sure anything, I did the jinx. pick Clemson. Uh, pick pick Louisville. Louisville. Um, texter, thank you for being a longtime listener of the show. That's how I know that you are. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm not worried about this one. I'm not worried about this. Uh, we had another texture that said, Quok, the last time that I heard you talk about an opponent like this, you said some of the effect of Georgia Tech couldn't throw it in the ocean. Um, should I put a disclaimer when we talk about games that this is what's going to happen unless it doesn't? <laughs> the disclaimer is it's a prediction. We're not always right. Like Georgia Tech going into that game was 29% from three, and all they did the second half was make every three. I don't, when, you're, when you're shooting 29%, you're missing wide open shots. You're missing wide open shots pretty badly. So there were there are things that are going to happen in any game that you're like, huh, well, that's different. <laughs> that Hadn't seen that the last few weeks. Hadn't seen that in a month. That's wild, man. <laughs> like when Josh Beadle goes double digits at Florida State. You know what Florida State Radio said? Josh Beadle comes in the game, good. Guys will walk and turn over. You can get them in foul trouble, and they're going to have to go right back to their starters. Didn't expect to see him. We didn't have in the scouting report that Josh Beadle was going to have his career high. Yes. It just happened. That's right. Uh, Texture did say I picked Duke, so I was right on that one. I, was, <laughs> I ended up being right. Well, I was wrong in the, the way the game went. I was right in the, uh, in the result. And, yeah, the Texture says this whole debacle started with Quag season prediction of like 26-4 and four or whatever. Yeah, I you did pick are, them to go 26-4. You are to blame. You I did. are to blame. I said they were going to lose five games, four in the league. We we blamed the officiating at Duke all day yesterday, and we missed the forest for the trees. It was sitting in front of me the entire time. <laughs> Can I – I'm going to say something controversial. Oh, okay. no. I'm going to say something controversial. Are you ready? Mm. Clemson's sitting three and five in the league. I'm looking whoa, at – Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't you do it. I, I'm looking at North Carolina. North Carolina's not going to lose much. They're not going to lose much. Uh, Duke is not going to lose much. I was in the car this morning, and Mickey was asking, who's the third best team in the ACC? The third best team in the ACC is still Clemson. It's still Clemson. Clemson's going, they're 3-5. and five. I think Clemson might, they're going to lose probably twice, maybe three times more when you look at the schedule. They're going to be an underdog at North Carolina, and they're going to be an underdog probably at Wake Forest, although I'm not super convicted on that. And they're going to be favored every single remaining game but those two. Yeah, uh, I, I think they'll even be favored at Syracuse. Um, you know, it may, it'll be close. The at Wake Forest is a it's their senior day, last game of the year. Um, you know, sometimes there's a little extra emotion there for the home team. But still, I I think Wake Forest is a is a pretty solid team, but I haven't seen anything from Wake that just scares me. Right. I don't and, think And I mean and North Carolina is number one for a reason. Duke is number two for a reason. I mean they're they're very good teams. Both of them are. Especially North Carolina. Wake Forest is a great example of a team that, like, you, you only have the data you have to work with on a team. Mm -hmm. Because they were, 
I mean, they won every game from Friday, November 24th. That's before Thanksgiving through Saturday, January 6th. Where is Wake in the in Ken Palm here? Uh, they are 38, 38. 38 in Ken Palm, so a top 40 team. They beat Charleston Southern, Florida Rutgers, NJIT, Delaware State, Presbyterian, Virginia Tech, and then they went to Boston College, and I thought, okay, this is where the gravy train stops because they've played all those games at home. they got to go on the road. They beat BC by six on the road, so I go, okay. Now they're coming back home. All right, well, they're going to they're gonna win at home. And they beat Miami in overtime. Do you know they've lost they've lost three of their last five games and it's strictly home away. Like right. here's here's Wake Forest results, okay? Lost by five at Florida State, one by nineteen at home against Virginia, lost by seven at NC State, one by twenty five against Louisville, lost by twenty one at North Carolina. It is a home road splits team, Wake Forest. It's a home road splits team. So if they're playing at home, I'm probably gonna pick them to win. If they're playing on the road, Probably going to pick them to lose. And at this point, it might not even matter who it is that they're playing. Now, they've had nine days to get ready for Pittsburgh. So, look, some might say that Wake Forest is the third best team in the league. I just I disagree because you play half your games on the road, and they have shown me very little. There's very little evidence at the moment that they can go on the road and beat good or decent people. Their road win is, is against BC, which is a – that's a team that they're better than. They didn't just – they just blow them out. It's also, I mean, we should probably know it's it's very difficult to uh, to win on the road, which is something else to point out about Clemson's schedule. Clemson is the only team in the ACC so far that has played fewer than four ACC home games, which means the back half of the schedule, Clemson's going to get the benefit of home games against Louisville, Virginia, Miami, NC State, Florida State, Pittsburgh, and Syracuse. It's it's gonna happen, folks. The winds are coming. Uh, what is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven home games, and one, two, three, four, five away games coming down the uh, coming down the stretch here. So there's that, um, and that's why I say you look at the league standings. You can look at who's above Clemson. You can look at who they've played. A lot of weaker, like Syracuse has played a pretty tough draw, I think. Uh, Florida State's played a pretty tough draw, I think, uh, but Miami has not. Miami, I, Miami's the team that's Miami and Pitt are the teams that really disappointed me, because I thought they would, I thought they mm-hmm. would be playing better than this, uh, consistently, uh, just in terms of the way that, uh, in terms of the way the season's gone. Now I look at Pittsburgh. According to Ken Palm, Pittsburgh's schedule is just slightly easier than Clemson's has been so far, and Clemson's played a very difficult. Uh, a very difficult schedule. You know, two of the three, the the two easiest permutations of ACC schedule so far are Duke and Virginia. I watched that Duke-Virginia Tech game last night, and I, I think Duke is a quality team. Um, I think winning at Virginia Tech is hard. It's a hard place to play. Corey Alexander said it was the hardest place to play in the ACC. I don't, I don't know about that. It's one of the hardest. Um, I don't think Virginia Tech is a good enough team for it to be the hardest place, if that makes sense. Yeah, especially when you're in a league with North Carolina, Duke, and Virginia. Yeah. I, I, I get what he's trying to say. I just don't think he's really thinking through that. Virginia Tech is a, is an underrated, underrated in terms of how difficult it is to play there. That is true. Yes. 
It's not harder than Virginia. It's not harder than North Carolina. It's not harder than Duke. Or Clemson. Or yeah, To Cle- me. Clemson's actually, I, I don't know how they come up with these numbers, but in terms of home court advantage, Clemson right now is ninth in the nation. I, I don't know. I don't know how that comes. How you get that? You know, I don't care. I mean, All, because, like I said, there's there's three in the league that are tougher than Clemson. All I know is maybe four. Ben's been spending a lot of time on Ken Palm's website recently, <laughs> and that that's all I heard. When I sent <laughs> when I sent Quark, uh officiating numbers <laughs> Sunday, I just imagined a tear coming to his eye. It was touching. It was touching. It really was. <laughs> Got another one. Stay with us. More to come out of bounds. We'll continue to talk college basketball. Uh, we're also going to get to some NFL. Back for more right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Greg Ellie of the Prosperity Group. I'd like to invite you to tune into our radio show, The Prosperity Hour, on Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. You'll learn about Social Security, how to maximize it, how to make an asset out of it, how to protect your retirement income and create a pension-like income that you can't outlive for both you and your spouse. I'll show you tax-free strategies that protect you against nursing homes and illnesses. Just give me a call at 864-989-0176 or go to mymoneyissafe.com. Valentine's is approaching fast, so be ready for that special day. Rooster's Men's Grooming Center has everything that you need to look your best for your special date. Get anything from a haircut or neck trim to a seven-step facial shave. This modern classic barber shop has everything you need to look your best. Call 864-884-8920 for your next appointment. Or use the new Roosters app to see more of the services they provide. Located on Pelham Road in Greenville. New year, new you. You've been thinking about it, I know, because I was there too. I thought about it for years, and then I did it, and within a few weeks, dropped some big pounds, and I never looked back. Any time to start is a good time, but now is a great time to start something good and new. With the holidays in the rearview mirror at the start of 2024, there's no better time than now, and only you can do it. Reach out to our friends, Dr. Ashley Lucas and her team at PhD Weight Loss. It all starts in the kitchen, and they'll get you dropping all your excess weight and keep it off for life. MyPhDWeightLoss.com Jim Gaffigan here with some more straight talk. Let's take a moment to appreciate our sweet children, loving grandparents, and eternal soulmates. Now let's use them to save money on wireless. Because with the Straight Talk Silver Plan, you get four lines for just $25 a month with unlimited data and no contracts. Thanks, kids. They're finally worth it. And now get a Samsung Galaxy A14 included when you buy an extended Silver Unlimited plan. Find us at straighttalk.com. For data management practices and additional terms, visit straighttalk.com. Device offer ends 41424. Online only excludes taxes and fees. A leg and thigh dinner from Bojangles for just $5.99. Sounds like a New Year's resolution. Won't last long, so hurry in and get more flavor this year at Bojangles. It's bow time. Hey guys, it's time to reclaim that alpha feeling. If you've been feeling sluggish, carrying extra weight, or missing a step in the bedroom, it's time for a change. Book an appointment today at Low Country Mail. Our concierge testosterone replacement therapy plans start at just $220 a month, covering testosterone, labs, medication, and doctor visits. We also offer growth hormone replacement and top-notch anti-aging plans. Let's make men men again. Book today at lowcountrymail.com. They say the new year calls for new goals. So what about new house goals? Upgrade to comfort this year with natural gas. Picture warmer heat, endless hot water, cooking without power, and grilling without a tank. Make the switch for a cozier and more efficient home. 
Call 864-859-6375 or visit fhnga.com for details. And hey, before you dig, remember to call 811. It's the law and it's free. Happy New Year from your friends at Fort Hill Natural Gas. Clemson Nation, this is former national champion Ben Boyer. If you live in Anderson, Greenville, Clemson, or Malden, South Carolina, and you're looking for the best birthday suit in town, come get tailored at www.thejunkyardfitness.com. Come by and see us at our four locations in the upstate of South Carolina. Your first week is always free. What does it feel like to file with TaxLayer and get your guaranteed maximum refund? It feels like the last level of a video game, facing off against the final boss who stands between you and your refund. All your refund is belong to me. Using the power of TaxLayer like a secret power-up he doesn't see coming. Only the most tax-confident can defeat me. Throwing your laptop at his video game face and watching him crumble into a giant pile of shiny coin tax refunds. Oh, not fair. You use TaxLayer. Start for free and get your guaranteed maximum refund. TaxLayer. File fearlessly. The Roar, the only media outlet where you won't need a two-step authentication to access. It's going to be exciting. The Roar, where every day's game day. Driving that train, I'm cocaine. Casey Jones, you better watch your speed. Hour one continues out of bounds. William Quaggenbush, Ben Milstead. And, uh, you know, we, we, like to, we like to mold young minds here at the Roar. Uh, Anna is in sitting in with us today and just learning how we do this. And maybe she's, she's going to have to do a lot of unlearning when we get done. Unlearning, de-learning, whatever that is. Um, side note, Kim, I, I've been really encouraged. I had it down to talk about, um, we're talking ACC basketball and, um, here at this point of the show. I, I, um, I was going to talk about the John Rothstein tweet where he, after the Clemson Duke game on Saturday, he was like, well, if Clemson misses the tournament, this is why. And I'm thinking, what, what is this guy because losing at Duke has always been the reason people miss the tournament. What, like, what, a, is, what a moronic. What is he talking about? Like, Clemson has three quad one wins. You know what's almost a quad one win right now? At Florida State. I never would have thought that. Florida State, what are they, like 82, 83? They were around 100 just like three weeks ago. That's almost a quad one win, winning at Florida State. Rothstein's like, oh, I don't know, man. Bubble talk. It's bubble time. And... So I'm like, okay, well, that's stupid. That's really dumb. So he's he's espousing this two-bit ACC nonsense. And this is where, like, I, I've had a couple people tell me, like, just ignore him. It's fine. Whatever. It's not a big deal. That kind of stuff to me is a big deal. Because John Rothstein is a college basketball reporter. Like, that's his, that's his job in the world. Um... John Rothstein is, I mean, he's got a few hundred thousand followers on X. Uh, he is a he is a voice that is like pushing this nonsense out into the ether. 
Now, meanwhile, Omaha Hank says this on the Adams Grove text line says Lenardi bumped Clemson from a seven to a six after this weekend. Yeah. I, I don't have anything against John Rothstein. I, I appreciate the fact that he covers the sport the way that he does. But John's a volume guy and a year-round volume guy. John is John's popularity is based on the fact that he never stops ever tweeting about men's basketball. Yes. He's a volume guy. He's He's the guy who gets into – the Hall of Fame because he played for 40 years <laughs> instead of being good. Is that a good analogy? Yes. Okay. I did not know that was coming, but that's true. Longevity is your greatest skill. <laughs> Volume. I thought you meant loud, like loud, but you, no, you meant number of tweets and number of things said. That's fantastic. Um, I would I would say this I, I like I'm not concerned about two bit ACC because Clemson's getting in, but the I do think it's similar to what happened to Florida State in football in some ways, where when all of a sudden you feel like you kind of got hosed at the end, you start going back to look at times where people said things that were prominently seeming to indicate that maybe you shouldn't you're not deserving to get in, and I don't really understand why some of these like for example. John Rothstein yesterday tweeted a list of top 50 net teams. The ACC has six teams in the top 50 of the net. Most of the time, if you're not in the top 50 of the net, you're not going to get in. There are exceptions, but most of the time you're not getting in. The ACC had six. The Big East had five. Rothstein quote tweeted his tweet saying that the Big East had 51, 52, and 53 and talking about how great their league was. And so I quote tweet him, I'm like, John, what are you talking about here, man? You can't be discussing how the ACC is only getting two teams in and then talk about how the Big East is a very good top-to-bottom league and and you're using a stat that says the ACC has more high-quality teams than the Big East does. Dexter says, your best ability is availability, John Rothstein. <laughs> <laughs> it's up on his wall. This is like... This is why people get bent out of shape about narratives. Because when you watch ACC teams, like I, I don't think Virginia Tech is an NCAA tournament team, but I think they're a solid NIT team. There are a lot of solid NIT teams that would be framed as bubble teams, but nobody's saying anything about Virginia Tech. Right now, Joe Lenardi has three ACC teams in his field, and he's barely considering Miami and Wake Forest in Virginia. Now, some of that is because of Miami, Wake Forest, and Virginia. Some of it is. Let me ask you. I want an I want an honest answer here. Okay. There's no wrong answer. Do you care how many ACC teams get in, or do you care about one one particular team getting in? I care about the ACC teams getting in. Okay. And this is the this is the only reason why. Because, as someone who has covered Clemson basketball for a long time, it matters what people think of your neighborhood. Like, if you're Duke in North Carolina, it doesn't matter. Okay. But I think if you're Clemson, it matters what people think of your neighborhood. Now, this year, uh, Clemson did enough work in the non-conference. In 2021, Clemson did enough work in the non-conference. The Sweet 16 year, Clemson did work in the non-conference. But if the league is not strong enough, or I would, I would note, if the league is not perceived to be strong enough to get teams into the NCAA tournament, 
then your season is not actually 30 games. Your season is like 10 games plus a couple. It it dramatically shortens your window of proving ground if you're a team like Clemson that on an annual basis is going to have to freshen anew, prove to the committee that they belong. Duke doesn't have to prove it every year. North Carolina doesn't have You have to prove the committee that you don't belong. The, the, I'm with you and... I mean, I say that I ask that question honestly in relation to you know when we talk to other conferences about pulling for their conference. There's a part of me feels like we're doing that a little bit in basketball, uh, and, and admittedly, I have been that guy in the past. You know, you you want to. It, it's cool when you look up there and hey, there's eight teams in there from the ACC. You know, as much as many or more than anybody. I'm just not there anymore. Um, and I think it's because of the whole ranking systems. It feels less important to me because the committee, we are told anyway, and evidence to back this up, that they really don't care where you finish in your conference anymore. I mean, case in point, what NC State did jump in Clemson last year. You know what I mean? Mm. So I'm I'm just I'm less concerned about that and more concerned about the entire body of work. I tell you this, I've paid an incredible amount of attention to what Memphis and TCU and Alabama have done after they've played Clemson. I've paid as much attention to them as I have Miami and Florida State and Duke. I, I really have. That is true. And honestly, those are those are actually more impactful because when right. when you're paying attention to Miami and North Carolina, Miami and North like like half the teams in your league are going to lose every single game. And sometimes two teams that you beat, one's going to win but one's going to lose and so it it evens out to some degree. If TCU beats Oklahoma, that's a huge win for you because you didn't play Oklahoma. You only played TCU. There's only benefit on that side. When Alabama beats Auburn, that only benefits you. Mm -hmm. And listen, when I get when you get to the end of the season, I, maybe I'll feel different then. If on Selection Sunday, it's North Carolina and Duke and Clemson. As I sit here today, I'm honestly okay with that because when they put up when they put up resumes on the screen, it's going to include all those games I just mentioned. I think at the end of the season, I'm good with it. I think at the end of the season, it doesn't matter. You're either in or you're not. I think the fact that the ACC only gets three teams in, if I'm a fan of not Clemson, who is the third, has the third best resume right now, uh, then it does bother me. And I, I, I may be totally wrong about this, okay? I may have a skewed perspective on this. But a couple textures have pointed out uh, this question. This is a text from the 864 that says it this way. So why do we make fun of the SEC in football for pulling for the conference? Now, my answer to that would be that it's it's different. How do you get into the how do you get into the playoffs in college football though? It's pulling for your conference doesn't benefit you. Correct. Wins and losses benefit you. Do you, I mean? Do you not understand that difference? It's different to me because we are and, not... And I'm also not, I'm also not hanging a flag outside my house that says the ACC. 
I'm also not coming here going, God, did you see Duke beat Kentucky? Oh, my God, that's awesome. I, I, I don't care. It, it is different for two main reasons to me. That, that's the one. Is like fans of SEC teams that are losers use the winners to help them feel better about themselves. That's not what we're doing here. And I don't see people do that in basketball in either conference. Correct. To be clear, like I don't see Vanderbilt putting, you know, Kentucky and Alabama and such on a pedestal. I I don't. That's right. And I don't see Boston College beating its chest over Duke and North Carolina. I It's different when you're trying to convince other people that your schedule is a meat grinder and it's all it's the same when you're like I think we should actually just say that maybe Winning at Florida State is kind of hard. You it know is. what I'm saying? Like it, that's 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 all people are asking. But like just just let's let's act like winning at Florida State or winning at Virginia Tech or doing it is kind of hard, as opposed to acting like it doesn't matter at all. And and yeah, we've got several textures that are all over. I mean, they they get it, they get it. And my point is, Alabama in basketball this season because of who you played. Alabama is as important to Alabama and South Carolina, for that matter. They are as important to Clemson as Duke and North Carolina. So why then would I pull for Duke and North Carolina and not pull for the others? There, There's two SEC teams that benefit can have a benefit to Clemson in the same way Duke and North Carolina can. You know, in some ways – your conference really is like quad one and quad two. Like, if you want to talk about rooting for your conference, or whatever, that's that's what you need to root beyond yeah. anything else. You need to root against the teams that are quad three and quad four. Just stay there. You need to root for teams that are quad one and quad two. Yeah, you don't want a conference that's full of twos and threes, especially threes. You don't want a quad three conference. That's right. And that... So, from that standpoint, you... You pull for them, but you're not pulling for them because of the conference you're in, they're in. You're pulling for them because they, it helps you down the road. Right, because you won these games and you want people to appreciate the caliber of wins that they are. 100%. Yeah, it's, it's, totally, it's totally different than flying the SEC flag as a Vandy or South Carolina or Mississippi State fan when Georgia wins a national championship. It's not, it's not the same. Uh, let's uh, Before we get a break, let me tell you about Toyota Beasley. Go online, toyotaveasley.com. Start the process there. The sales staff, the service department, they are absolutely terrific. Um, and they are they are really second to none when it comes to the longevity of relationship there. There are lots of folks who have been going there for years and years and years, and they continue to go back because of the caliber of experience that they've gotten. Uh, Ryan and the folks there set a great tone. They've won dozens of President's Awards. Their website is top-notch. You can start the sales process there, set up a service appointment, do whatever you need to do. At ToyotaVeasley.com. You should go by there, too, on 123, the new lot, the pre-owned lot. They can get you in the Toyota that you need, want, nay, deserve. That's ToyotaVeasley.com or ToyotaVeasley on 123, where their name means a great deal. I name-checked Florida State in there. When we come back, you want to talk about this Irish Shuffle piece?